The holiday season is a time full of joy, cheer, and family gatherings. But for many people, including myself, it's a time filled with sadness, self-reflection, loneliness, and anxiety. Today, I'm joined virtually with marriage and family therapist, Julia Armang, who will help us better understand the holiday blues. Welcome to the Polymath Latina. If you're looking for a No Boundaries podcast, uniting the voices of phenomenal women of color, then you've come to the right place. Pull up your chair and get ready for real conversations with diverse women making an impact in their communities. Whether it's a one-on-one -on -one conversation or a table discussion open for debate, one thing is sure, together we'll share, laugh, cry, and empower each other to reach our full potential. Here's your host, Erica Hernandez. Welcome, Julia. How are you? Hi, Erica. Very good. Thank you for the invite. It's an honor to be here talking about something that is so prevalent yet not really spoken about. Yeah. Um, well, first and foremost, no, thank you for being here because um, holiday, the holiday blues, I don't, I don't know if we should call it depression or not. Um, and you're going to educate me on that. Okay. Yes. Um, so the holiday blues are real for me. It's a real thing. Um, it is something that I go through year after year. Um, I can't remember exactly when it started because to be completely honest, I used to love the holidays as hmm. a child. It okay. was a time of the year. I couldn't like wait for it to happen. Like I opened my gifts on Christmas morning and two weeks later, I wanted it to be Christmas. <laughs> I loved it. Right. Yeah. My mother always made it, uh, a big deal, you know, and she went and did everything that she could from Christmas shows to plays um, to like these light, light parks and get me everything that I wanted for Christmas. And I don't know when exactly. Um, I don't even know if it was I was a teenager. I don't know if it was once I had children like I really can't pin down. Mm -hmm. The exact date that I was just not into it anymore. And for me, it's a trigger, a huge trigger when I walk into a store in September and we are full of Halloween and I, I don't mind Halloween. I love Halloween, actually. Okay. Um, but you start seeing the Thanksgiving is already out. And they're just starting to take out Christmas stuff. Mm -hmm. And that for me is like, and I know I cannot be the only person. You are not. And there's definitely a magical feeling to Christmas when you're a kid. And it's really about gifts and movies and you're on vacation, but at some point when you're an adult and there are just more obligations and it's not so much about like receiving or like, it's not so magical anymore. Um, there's the shift. And it's something that I started realizing when I moved here and I started seeing clients here. Um, there was a week that I remember by Thursday, I was like, what's going on here? Like I've been listening to 
people saying something's very similar through the whole week. People were feeling low energy, were feeling sad, down, and were a bit confused on like, where is this coming from? They couldn't see like a specific trigger. So I was like, wait, this is a common topic. And then I realized that this was like the second week after daylight savings. And like, okay, there it is. And this was my first year dealing with seasons and winter. So like, I was experiencing some of that too. And after that, I have started normalizing that when the daylight savings time is arriving and preparing people for the changes that are probably going to be happening and they're going to be experiencing. So there's already that part that we're dealing with. Um, A few hours of sunlight that can really affect our motivation to do stuff, get out of the house. If you are in places where it gets cold, that's another layer of difficulty. And then, well, the holidays. Um, it's, It's a triggering time. There are a lot of demands, a lot of pressure. And even what you were saying, like seeing the decorations and there's kind of like a an underlying pressure of being happy. And um, you will see it in commercials, like families together, laughing and eating and Hallmark movies. Like it's all about being happy. And what if you're not there, right? Right. Like then you feel like there's something wrong with you or you're alone in this. So there is really a lot of pressure. And then you add financial struggles because if you have kids like you want to what your mom did with you right and like get them everything they want but sometimes it's not really possible to do that um there are also family gatherings and not everyone has a family to go to right not everyone gets along with their family for undocumented people this can be really hard. They are not able to be with their families back home. So let's normalize that. There are many, many reasons why this can be a tough time. But I want to hear a little bit more about your your symptoms. What do well, you- Well, I feel like when you just said, you know, when you are a mom and you need to, you know, when you said, well, you, when you're a mom and you want to do for your children, what your mom did for me, like, I felt that Mm. because I don't think I've ever been able to give my children the Christmas that I had as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting like teary eyed. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's because most of their lives, I've been a single mom, Mm -hmm. right? So it's very hard. And I'm not saying that my kids don't get what they want because I'm fortunate enough to have such amazing parents, right? That where I can't, they come in. So my kids never feel like they didn't get 
a lot or they didn't get what they wanted. I mean, now they're 16 and 20. So it's like, you know, in their minds at this age is like, okay, we're too old to be getting, you know, 50 gifts, you know? So they asked for two great things, you know? (laughs) Um, But I felt that when you said that, because now that I think about it, I feel like maybe this started when I got married. Um, maybe knowing that this was supposed to be a family time, a happy time, a jolly time, and neither I nor my ex-husband were really happy together. Right. Um, and he didn't want to be with my family and I didn't want to be with his family. And even though we still went to each other's family, it was still like, Mm -hmm. I'm here because I have to write. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that affects me as much as, like you said, being able to produce the same Christmas or holiday experience that I got to experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes we try to hold on really tight to the traditions we had when we were growing up or culturally, right? Like in Venezuela, right. we have tajacas, which are like really difficult to make. So when I stay here for the holidays, like there are no ajacas, like things like that, like, oh, and I think it's more also about appreciating those traditions or experiences that, that we were able to have, but also creating new ones and adjusting things to where you are right now. So maybe you haven't been able to give your kids the holiday experience that your parents gave you, but I'm sure you have given them a different holiday experience that they have really enjoyed. So also like letting go of that pressure of this is what you have to do and appreciate what you are doing because it still has a lot of value, even if it's a different thing, even if it's a new tradition. So it's valid to create new associations. Right. And I feel like now that they're older, um, like now it's like, you know, for them, it's like, mom, why don't you just take me to the mall? You know, let me go pick up my stuff and yeah. then you can wrap it and I'll open it for Christmas. So now it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. So yeah. like now when I take my children out of the equation, you know, I have um, that other side, you know, because as my children get older, it's only you know, predictable that they are going to eventually leave my home, right? And make a life for themselves and make new traditions for themselves. And then I know they'll always come back and I know they'll always celebrate holidays because whether I'm not sure, I'm still trying to figure out whether it's a blessing or a curse, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) My boys are mama's boys, yeah. you know, and where they're like Eeyore and the tail. I'm Eeyore and they're my tail. Like mm-hmm. they, they, you know, they're always there. Right. Yeah. Um, but then when I see my um, love life or lack thereof relationship status mm-hmm. and I see my children getting older, you know what I mean? Yeah. And my parents are not going to be around forever. Mm-hmm. Like if we take my kids out of the equation, then it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
I think it's just a lot of different things, you know, and, you know, I'm a very vocal person. This, that's exactly why I have a podcast because I talk and I have no problem expressing, you know, certain things because, you know, this is not something that I have ever opened about publicly, but, um, you know, unless you were my mother or my sister, it's not something that I have ever shared. And I know that that's something that's very common amongst people that go through this, Mm -hmm. this holiday blue. Um, And for me, I know that I don't talk about it because when I have, at least I say with my sister, her first response is, you're such a Scrooge mm-hmm. or you're such a Grinch, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then the other reason why I don't speak about it, let's say to a friend, right? Or say like, is because I usually tend to have the friends that love the holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So other than what I'm just saying right now, what are some other reasons why people don't talk about it? Because when I was, re- I needed to have this topic and I wanted to talk about this because it was something that I have been wanting, you know, that I know I've been struggling with for years. And I'm at a point in my life where I need to start making changes in those areas in my life where I'm struggling. And that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but we don't ever really hear anything about holiday depression. I mean, the most I ever hear is like, oh, suicide rates drops. Okay. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that people aren't still depressed. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some reasons you may think, other than the fact that, you know, people like myself don't want to damper other people's holidays, Mm -hmm. might not say anything. Yeah. I think there's a sense of being alone in this. And society pushes you to feel that way because everything seems to be happy. And like, that's like, it's like you should feel happy. You should fit in. So if you don't, you assume that there's something wrong with you. And yeah, you would be a Grinch by bringing that up. Or if there is a white elephant gift exchange at work, like eh, you don't want to participate, but how are you going to say no? So like, there are a lot of stigmas uh, around this should be a happy season. And there are a lot of reasons why it may not be that way. Um, so I think it's, it's really helpful to start talking about this. And I really appreciate that you opened up. And I know it's, it's hard. It's hard to say, hey, I'm struggling with this. But so many people can feel identified and start normalizing it too. And from there, you can, you can set more boundaries. You can say, hey, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I, I'm going to rain check on that dinner. Um, I, I need to be by myself for a little bit so I won't go to that show. Just saying no more can liberate you from some of this pressure that all these gatherings and celebrations involve. Um, it's like hearing Merry Christmas when you are feeling really down, like it's not merry. So just 
being okay with like, hey, when you say this, like it actually triggers me just talking about it. So I think especially in our Latin culture, like there's still a lot of like, we're getting to a place where it's more, we can be more open about mental health issues, but there were a lot of taboos around talking about depression. And also there is that like, that idea of, uh, you're gonna be okay, like get, get over it. Um, and that just makes everything harder because then you feel that, oh, you tried to open up and you got dismissed. So nice. I think we are slowly having more and more helpful conversations where people are seeing that they're not alone. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it's funny that you say, oh no, because you'll take a rain check on the dinner or, you know, and it's funny because I would go, like if I get invited to, you know, some kind of holiday dinner, I'll go. I, I would. And I'll probably have the best time of my life because that's the person that I am. Like I walk into the room and I'm already causing stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's who I am. And because I don't get out very often. So if it's going to take a holiday dinner, I'm, I'm there, you know, I'm there, um, you know, and I'll participate in like the secret Santas and the white elephants and laugh at the stupid gifts that people give and, and things like that. Um, but it's like, when I get home, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, and yeah. I'm alone. And I look at my bank account. Yeah. And I see that bills are due. And I see that the year is coming to an end. Mm -hmm. Right? And then if you are Latino or Hispanics, we have our own like end of the year traditions. Like you need to clean out your house and purge and organize because if you don't, you're bringing all that bad energy with you to the next year and you're going to have a terrible year. So there's yeah. like that pressure, right? Uh -huh. And then there is the pressure of not having a partner to share what's supposed to be the happiest time of the year. Yes. And what you were mentioning about thinking about, well, your kids are growing up and your parents won't be here forever. Like it is usually a time of reflection and that doesn't have to be a negative thing, but it sometimes feels really heavy. And if we had set some goals for the year, like by this point, like we're realizing like, okay, I didn't get to this, I didn't do this. So like there's, there can be also guilt. Listen, a podcast was not on my goals for this year. This was definitely not on my vision board. So I think I'm pretty, have a pretty good year in that area. Nice, good. <laughs> yeah, but I think it, it can be a chance to not only focus on the things that like we feel we didn't do, but also like appreciating where we are. And there are, I'm sure some areas of uncertainty and fear about the future and what next year will bring. but there are also areas like the podcast, right? Like, whoa, you did this. There are things where, that we can hold on to and that we can use as fuel to say, well, I'm, I've got this. And with the things that didn't feel so good, trying to come up with a plan, work on it. So you are realizing that, well, there are things that you really want to 
work on. There are places you want to explore within you, so go for it, right? So instead of feeling stuck, it can be a boost to move. Okay, that's some good advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you, it, you, but it's crazy, right? Because it's like so easy. It's like when you're in a bad relationship, just because you're in a bad relationship doesn't mean that there was never happy and good moments, right? Mm -hmm. But it just so happens that it's the bad moments that like outweigh oh, anything. Yeah. Like you could have had 20 great memories and five bad ones. And it's that five that outweigh all 20. Oh yeah, right? the tricks of anxiety. <laughs> So I wanted to ask you, um, how do you think these, hol um, these holidays post-COVID could feel different from holidays pre-COVID? Um, because I know, like for myself as well, you know, I lost my nine to five job, a dream job that I had back in August of last year because of COVID, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I was fortunate enough because I had... Um, a package deal to leave, you know, walk away and whatever else. My Christmas wasn't as far as the physical and the material things were concerned, um, was okay. Right. Mm -hmm. But emotionally, I knew that those finances were going to run out. Right. And I knew that now all these goals and dreams that I had for this year, the next year, which was this year, we're probably going to take a huge step back or there was going to be a huge shift, right? Yeah. Now we are slowly but surely coming out of this craziness, mm -hmm. but there is still that after effect, right? Yeah. So how do you feel it will be different pre and post? Well, I think we will be experiencing a lot of grief because you you lost your dream job so there's loss there and a lot of people lost loved ones so it's gonna look different um and well i lost my grandma and like for the latino community like that's that's a really tough one yeah so it's i'm sure it's gonna be a very different christmas um, and that's the case for a lot of people, unfortunately. So I think there will be a lot of grief. Um, there have been a lot of losses and a, a lot of loss in terms of what we knew as familiar, right? So now traveling is more difficult and indoor gatherings are still anxiety provoking for a lot of people. Um, so there are many more layers that I think can normalize that, well, this might not be a so happy time. Um, and I think that one positive thing we can get out of all this craziness is that it's been more accepted to say no, right? Like, um, when you are invited to something, when um, there's a trip saying no, I feel it's like easier than it was before. So right. for people that feel a lot of pressure to go to family 
reunions that they don't want to go, that they are not feeling like traveling or um, just pressured to say yes to things, it's easier gonna, to say no, uh, I think, in these holidays. So, well, that's a uh, positive, but I think grief is like the main thing that, that will be different this year. Yeah, and I think that, um... I mean, whether you are the most jolliest person on the planet during the season or you are someone like myself, that it's a very difficult time of the year. I mean, I don't think that what we once knew the holidays to be will ever be the same. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, how do you go back to that? Yeah, the world changed and we are all still adjusting to that. Yeah. Now, can you share a little bit? Because I always thought, like, first of all, let me ask you this. If you only feel depressed during the holidays, is that like, like just holiday blues or is it depression? Or do you have to have depression all year around and then it kind of like increases during the holidays? Like, how does that work? Like, am I going through the holiday blues or am I going or am I just like being depressed three months out of the year? Okay, let's I'm going to give you a few snippets of each and you can tell me what wrestling I can self-diagnose myself. That could be dangerous. <laughs> no, 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 no. But just seeing what resonates on and seeing symptoms as messages, right? Like not as um criteria or something um that feels like there's something wrong but just like okay your mind your body's trying to tell you something right so there is a difference between let's say holiday blues and seasonal affective disorder which like the initials are sad very <laughs> interesting okay. um so with holiday blues they usually begin around Thanksgiving and, and after New Year's. And there's sadness, lack of motivation, low energy, not a lot of like wanting to be around people. You can feel lonely because if you feel that you're the Grinch, like you're going to feel alone in that. But you are usually able to function, right? To your daily chores. Um, and it's strictly psychologically based. So it's coming from a situation. There are triggers, emotional triggers that are creating this low energy. With seasonal affective disorder, it's actually clinical depression. Um, and it lasts between four and six months. So it lasts a lot longer. Okay. And it's more biologically based, more than situational. So it's more about the changes in, in the, with the daylight savings. When there's less light, we are having less serotonin. So it's really more chemical. And that's a huge difference, right? Because there, like you can, you can normalize both, like with holiday blues, there is something going on that you can identify and then like, huh, okay, this is what it is. You can work on that. And with 
seasonal affective disorder, you can say, well, this is just my body, like having a, a lack of light. So like, get back to me in six months. Yeah. <laughs> <Be better. laughs> uh-huh. yeah. So it's difficult to, to function. Like everyday things feel a lot more challenging. There is a change in all the things related to the circadian rhythm. Um, so there can be an increase in sleep or not sleeping at all. There can be a decrease in appetite or eating a lot and usually a lot of carbs because carbs are a booster for serotonin. So the body is asking you for that. Um, And there's irritability, anger, um, isolation, um, and it's more profound. All these things are more profound with holiday blues. So what do you think? What resonates with you? I definitely have the holiday blues. Because <laughs> let me tell you something. It only, I, I get triggered by things, right? So I get triggered by things that I see like when it's July and Hallmark is having movies Christmas in July. Like, I don't want to see that. <laughs> like, like how, what happened to like the summer love movies, right? Like, what? Yeah going on you know? I know. um i am still fully functional i still <laughs> nag and yell at my kids um i still get my laundry done i still clean my house every week so yeah um definitely and yeah it's true like all of a sudden the new year comes and it's like i'm a whole new person <laughs> it's like F it, you know, that's it. It's over, it's done, the year. Now we're going to do our vision board and we're going to tackle the world and we're going to be great. So yeah, it's it's definitely the holiday blues, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. For sure. Yeah. So, I mean, if you talk to my mother and my father, mm-hmm. they might say it's sad mm-hmm. because, you know, they say that I, you know, <laughs> I'm a special character. So they'll probably say it's something else, but no, it's definitely the holiday blues. Um, and what can someone experiencing, um, the holiday blues now that we know it's the holiday blues, Mm -hmm. um, do Mm -hmm. around the holiday season? Like, what can I do? Because I don't want to damper, you know, like perfect example. Like when you go on Instagram and people are like already posting, like, Christmas stuff or like it hasn't even been Thanksgiving and they're like they have their Christmas trees up which that just bothers me period (laughs) holiday blues or no holiday blues that just kind of like bothers me because I feel like we live life so rushed already that we also now need to rush our holidays yeah right um and truthfully inside I want to be like like you know, just say something, you know what I mean? Because it does, it's a trigger for me. It's some, it doesn't make me happy. Or yeah. when somebody's like, oh my God, Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming. Like my inside, like what I want to say is like, why are you so excited? It's <laughs> October, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Yeah. Um, so what can people like myself do uh-huh. to um, just help and make it yeah. a little more? Well, oh. First of all, 
<laughs> it's really like I am still surprised. I've been here for years and I'm still surprised by how not present um, we are in terms of decorations and rushing through the holidays. Come on, like it's like jumping from one to the next and like, wait, let's let's be here. Um, and uh, that's very commercially based, right? Like it's coming from right. consume, consume, consume. Um, and we don't have to participate on that, but we are part of it in a way. You can't escape it. Um, so what can you do? Well, first acknowledge how you feel, right? Like, yes, you hate Christmas trees in October. That's okay. Instead of seeing these things as a problem or, um, trying to push them away, acknowledge them. And like you said, you know, that after new year's, you are ready. You are fine. You're excited. So know that it's temporary. Know that it will end. You'll feel like yourself again. Keep that in mind, right? Um, so you can, while you go through it, know that this is not going to be forever. And by acknowledging your feelings, you can also normalize them. You can try to figure out what exactly your triggers are. Why? Why is this such a difficult time? Because when we can anchor our feelings to meaning, then we can understand them and not reject them or fight them as much. Um, so that's a tough one, identifying what the triggers are and like why. And well, therapy can be helpful for that, having a space to process because it is still something difficult to talk about or you can have people around you that you can trust and that you could talk to but like if you talk to your friend who loves Christmas as much as she wants to be there for you and you want to open up there will be things that you'll feel like oh I'm talking to you here while everything is super decorated like oh <laughs> so yeah. therapy can help um and what we were saying about socializing when you feel that's gonna be good for you when you know that that's something that you truly want to and also saying no and setting boundaries when it feels overwhelming to be surrounded by people um and planning ahead because it can be a really stressful time with buying gifts and um all of these obligations that if left to last minute can feel like you're scrambling through things and it just makes it worse. And then you're um, in a long line at a store feeling annoyed. So just planning ahead, knowing the things that you want to do in this season and trying to take care of them with enough time. Finances, stick to a budget. Think about it. And these are all things that just require a bit of time, right? Like, okay, I'm going to. And the reality is Christmas, I mean, the holiday season comes around the same time every year. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You can plan. <laughs> it's not like we don't know when it's going to happen. We all know when it's going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. 
but because sometimes we are kind of avoiding it, you know, we can't, we try to not think about it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> but it I'll will still come around. Uh-huh. So stick to a budget, look at your finances, how much can you spend? Because it can also be a time where there are a lot of extra expenses. So again, you don't have to participate in everything. Another thing is not abandoning yourself, not letting go of structure or healthy habits that you've been carrying throughout the year because there are vacations, days off, traveling. There are a lot of things that can really mess up our structure. And for a lot of people, structure is really important. So even if you can be flexible, continuing to see the light, <laughs> take walks, um, work out. And something that I think is very important is being mindful about what you consume. And I'm not talking just about healthy food, but also news, social media content, right? Um, if you know that you are feeling down and triggered maybe by uh, family gatherings because you were not able to have that yourself, you don't need to expose yourself to things that will make it worse. So be mindful of what you need, what feels good, what doesn't, and adjust your consumption according to that. And slow down. <laughs> I think that's, that's really, that's a, a tough thing to do but it's so simple and necessary. So allow yourself to slow down and take time to yourself because yeah, it's a time of being together and um, surrounding yourself with loved ones, but you also need to make some room for yourself. Um, so that's, that's something that can look like you reading a book, you taking a bath, whatever it feels like you, giving some space to yourself so those are some simple things that <laughs> they sound very simple but uh, applying them it's not yeah it's a, that that's where the work comes in uh-huh where the work comes in yeah okay so we i got that i will try <laughs> my best to put that into practice yeah um but yeah, but thank you so much Julia for taking the time to sit down and chat with me um, and to all those out there watching, you know, just as there are so many people excited and jolly about the most wonderful time of the year, um, I think it's also important to acknowledge that it's not like that for everyone, right? Yeah. And, and it doesn't mean that you have to lessen your happiness, right? Mm -hmm. Or lessen your love for the holiday but be mindful that not everyone feels the same way. Mm. And I can only speak for myself, but I know like she's my sister and she says it as a joke, but like when you call somebody a Grinch or when you call somebody a Scrooge, um, it hurts more than just the joke that you're intending to say, right? Yeah. Because it's something that you are internally going through mm -hmm. for whatever reason it is. Yeah. Definitely. Right? Yeah. And I think that hopefully people that, that hear this can either identify themselves with this and know that they're not alone, 
or also be a bit more compassionate about what others might be going through that we have no clue about and just being a bit more patient because not everyone might be having a great time right now and it can come out as someone being angry or irritated and just knowing that it might be coming from this place and I would also like to add that for people with seasonal affective disorder therapy is really important or looking some mental health professional help um, considering medication for that time um, asking their doctors if maybe supplementing with vitamin d would be beneficial light therapy and light therapy i've been also using that um, that has been proven to really make a difference um, and sad is way more common in places that are near the poles so when you are going through winter light therapy can be amazing sticking to structure working out doing things that boost serotonin and reaching out to friends again you're not alone um and well it's been a pleasure thank you erica <laughs> So before you go, uh, just in case anyone out there wants to connect with you, how can they find you? So they can look me up on Psychology Today and Latinx Therapy under my name, Julia. That's how I found her. Okay, you see, <laughs> it works. <laughs> All right, Julia, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you for sharing your knowledge, your tips and uh yeah um hopefully we're gonna work or i i can only speak for myself i am going to work towards um yeah acknowledging i think it's just acknowledging and being okay because for me it's like there has to be something wrong with me right mm -hmm. and um i might not be okay but i mean i'm not the only one so yep and look at the circumstances, right? Like you can find things that make, like make not feeling okay make sense. So hold on to that while you also look for the little things that could bring some joy, not only because of the holidays, but because we're alive. Um, those little things are always there. So I'm not going to say Merry Christmas because it not might be Merry for everyone, but I hope we all find those little joys and get through this season um, with things to look forward to. And let us know down in the comments, do you suffer from the holiday blues? And if so, what do you do to deal? We would love to hear um some of your how to's right of how others kind of deal with the this seasonal and these emotions and whatnot so once again julia thank you so much for joining me um i am so happy that for the first time in my life i have been able to discuss this issue of mine um and get some amazing and great advice for it my pleasure. <laughs> we really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Polymath Latina podcast. 
stay connected with us directly at thepolymathlatina.com and join the conversation on Instagram. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Then go listen to this episode on your favorite podcast player. Remember to share your smile. Until next time.